Oh my God. This is, uh, again, it's just so exciting to see such a, a beautiful human being on my screen. And I, when I say beautiful, I mean, I mean, beautiful. I mean, I just told, I mean, Sue Hitchman is super hot. Woo! I have to say it. I have to say it. I mean, what a beautiful, beautiful woman. Oh, thank you so much. So I'm so glad that you're with me. And, uh, you know, when we, we talked before, we talked a lot about fascia and we talked about muscles. And one of the things that I'm changing up a little bit on the page is there's something with every one of the teachers I've ever interviewed that I've just felt this deep, heartfelt connection. And the connection that I felt with you, and I feel especially current day where I am in my life, is grieving and loss and how those two things are not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, they're painful, but also that they help us recreate ourselves into something that we probably couldn't imagine in our wildest dreams that such a painful situation would make such a beautiful story. And uh, and I just know for you, I know you've had some loss and I've had some loss recently with my divorce and my father passing. So I could, I thought maybe today we would talk about you know, how to find strength from grief and loss. And you right away when we jumped on, dove into something that Gil had said in our interview. I don't know if you want to kind of start there, but yeah. what's up? Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Diane. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You know, you had a chat with uh, Toluca and Gil Headley and Gil is like, I think one of my uh, you know, earth angels who has helped me through so many parts of my life and, and, and kind of always uh, reinforced that the ideas that I had were not so crazy and not so strange. It was just that I was, you know, asking the wrong people what it was. And one of them was, you know, when I was a kid, I remember saying to my dad, how did I get in this body? And he was like, what do you mean? You know, and I was like, how do, like, why am I in this body? Like, why do I look like this? And he's like, what, what do you think you should look like? I'm like, I don't understand. Like, why are we in here? And he was like, I'm not sure what you said. And Gil was the one who said, you know, sometimes spirits when they come into form are still functioning on a spiritual level and haven't quite sunk into the physical and and it sounds to me like you just have more of that spiritual level. And so when you were talking to Till and Gill, what he had said on that, that really struck me was, you know, perhaps once we leave our form and we, we, you know, I always say that we, when you leave your form, that it's not over, you just change your form. You're just in a different form. I'm now in a spirit form. I'm not, I'm, I'm back into the one spirit of all. And uh, he had said, you know, maybe when we are in the, the collective spirit, it takes a lot of courage for a spirit to somehow decide that they're ready to come back into form again, to feel, physically feel everything, touch, emotions, grief, anger, love, because all of these emotions are so impactful, they're so overwhelming, um, that, you know, to, to want to come back when you're free of all of that, why would we want to come back? And I think it is such a gift, the human experience and realizing that 
you know, 100% scientific fact everybody should hear is that all of us are at some point and everybody that you love is going to not be in their form anymore. Nobody's going to get away with it. <laughs> you know, you, no one's you, getting out, out of here alive. Yeah, yeah, nobody's getting out of here alive. You know, so the, the cycle of life and this idea that, you know, it's not the destination, it's the journey. And, and my friend Andy and I both agree that, no, my, my journey is my destination. Like, this is it. Every day is heaven on earth, and we have a choice to suffer, or we have a choice to take loss and change and make it how you say make us stronger to to learn from it to expand what we believe about who we are why we're here and what the human experience is all about and and i think what for me what loss has done is it's challenged a lot of my beliefs and my thoughts and have sharpened them and made them even I'm 100% convinced, right, that I am a spirit occupying a body and utilizing a mind to have a human experience, period. <laughs> like, one, of, one of the greatest quotes I heard was the card. He said, you know, my mother and father uh, made my body, but who made my soul? Mm -hmm. So I, that was a good one for me. So just to bring people up to date. So Sue, you lost your, your husband uh, a few years just back. About three years ago. Love of your life, mm -hmm. just blissed out couple. And um, so what I would like to do is just start with the initial, you know, those initial feelings, like we were saying today, like I jumped on a Zoom call this morning, <laughs> the person said, how are you? And I was like, Whoa! I like out of nowhere just started sobbing. I don't know where it came from now. Right. Why does that little, happen? Like what the hell? So in the initial stages of grief, there's, first of all, you just feel like you're the pain feels so great, I think, that you don't even know if you're going to live. Yeah, well, and that's it. Is it. So grief does have stages. Like, you know, people always talk about the stages of grief. And, you know, that first is just, you know, the shock of disbelief, you know, like this can't possibly be happening. And, you know, my dad died when I like when I was 28 years old and it like we knew he was going to go. But even in the moment when he died, I had I'd been having all of these epiphanies, these things I wanted to say to him. And, and when I got there and he had already died and my mom said to me, you know, you came into the room and you shook him and you said you were supposed to wait for me. And I don't remember that at all. Um, but I remember really that loss being a part of uh, you know, a part, a part of an unraveling for me where I, I had a, you know, dad who was um, very militant, very hard on me all the time and told me, you know, like I, I should be this way and I should talk this way. Like, don't, you know, don't be so outspoken and just try to be like all the other kids. And when he died, I thought, gosh, I, I'm, I can be any, I can be me. I, I don't have to be the daughter of Bill. I can be Sue and I can, and, and I don't have to be afraid of somebody telling me that I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm strange, I'm weird. And, you know, at that point, I mean, I, I just kind of got to a point where I was like, I don't really care what anybody thinks. I'm just going to be me. And if they don't like me, okay, but I but I feel like I'm full of love. So why wouldn't why why would why would anybody not, uh, you know, not care for me? Uh, and then, you know, jump ahead 20 years go by, and now I am married to someone who, you know, just like us all, we all have our issues, our problems, our things. And um, I'm full of love and uh, 
a total unraveling that that transpired and then he died and it was just the most devastating experience because I knew the truth you know I knew that he loved me and I loved him and all these things and you know he he needed to be a particular way and he wanted everybody to believe this persona of him but you know just like everybody you have a personal life a public life a private life and a secret life and so when you're married to someone you know all of those and you you have to covet that and then when they're gone and you know you have family members who are just demoralizing you and shaming you and ripping away everything that you had as love then then for me that stage of like other pain uh, gets into anger and then you know you try to come to terms with it and how to how to move forward from it and it just is a a part of i think acceptance you have to accept that this is happening and the thing about death is that you can't come back from it so i think that there there is a lot of that for all of us and like those moments where you just you know somebody says how are you doing and you just can't keep your shit together you know you're just like you know, and um, like, I'm going to be okay. Uh, and then and then there's, you know, people who when, when you lose somebody and they say, gosh, I feel so devastated for you, I, my heart breaks for you. And I'm like, don't feel sorry for me. Don't 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 feel your heart breaking. Um, what I need is all of your love. I don't need your sorrow or your or your fear. I, I need all of your love because that that's what's going to get me through this. This is this is how I'm going to move forward from this. So you you know, you really need to surround yourself with people who are focused on the present moment and how to move forward from it rather than how did it happen? And then you keep going through the story and you're ruminating and you can't fix anything there. So, you know, again, loss is tricky. It's, it, it has layers to it that, I mean, I think we, if, if you've never lost a, a parent, a sibling, a, a husband, a wife, a best friend, an animal, you know, your pets, my, 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 my awesome cat Baron just passed away uh, a couple of weeks ago. And, it, you know, I think we all, we're all going to experience loss, but how you manage the, the next steps and the stages of grief and to just stay in that loving state, I think it really takes a, it takes a village. It takes other people. You can't go at it alone. Um, and I, I couldn't agree more. I think for me, one of the things that I always believe and have to be true is, and I have for a long time, is life is not an I thing. It's a we thing. There's no way that we, we would all just have our own little planets. And I'd have a planet Diane, you'd have a planet Sue, and we'd wave to each other. But yeah. we all, we really well, do. We need each other. We need each other, but we're all one. I mean, I really think it was Ram Das. I remember a, 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 one of his talks where somebody had said, you know, how can I go through my whole life and never meet my soulmate? And I don't, I think that there's like, you know, there are no soulmates, like we're all one. So I think that's the, that's the trick is that we're all trying to find that one thing or that one person who's going to fill us up and make us complete and make us more whole. And I think the idea is to own it, to own the fact that you are complete with 
all of who you are because the the who of you is all of us that's why people go through different experiences so that because the collective of all of it is what's going to elevate everybody so some of us are going to you know have cancer some of us are are going to have a car accident some of us are going to fall in love and have 12 kids i don't know you know it's like so there's all of these different variables between us but but really we're all one and it, you're right, like we need one another to get through in this life and um, honesty is so important, you know, to be honest with one another so the, and, and to learn to communicate because oftentimes relationships end not because of um, she cheated on me, he did this to me, it really is communication. That's what that's what destroys a relationship is the lack of communication when you literally cannot speak to one another with love it is. Uh, that's loss right there, you know, and and so you don't need to actually lose someone. Uh, in death, you could you know having loss of any sort and you know you you and I were talking about that before like even as a massage therapist right when you have these clients and then all of a sudden your clients aren't coming back to you anymore you, you lose clients you know then it's like an existential crisis like what's wrong with me i suck i can't I'm not a good no you know just people move forward in their lives and and this is this is what it is is this these cycles of people these cycles of experiences you know if every day was um like you know groundhog day you know like where it just you kept waking up and it was the same exact thing over and over we go crazy so we have to be an acceptance of the coming and going of people and experiences so that we can open up a door for new experiences and new people and, and, and new transformation. You can't, you can't stay still. And the Tao Te Ching says high winds don't blow all day. <laughs> exactly. Imagine if they did. I'd be like that all the time. It'll be horrible. So one of the things, one of the things that you were saying too, that, and I'm, I, you never fully went around with it was that crying, you, you know, that crying that just comes all of a sudden, you said you had some kind of feeling on why that happens i just think it's it, you know when when we have grief it i i remember reading something where they said I, I can't remember who said it but that um uh grief is just love with no place to go and the thing is our hearts are so full of love and all our bodies want is to express the depth of our love and so grief sometimes comes up as tears it comes up as as as, as like this pit in your stomach um this inability to 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 breathe uh and but that that is the expression of how deeply you you love i mean i remember when chris had first died i called Kara, who was just kind of like crept in the background, where she, I, I literally was like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. She's like, just breathe. It's going to be fine. Breathe. And that inability to take a breath is the, the heart center just cracking, you know, and, and uh, you know, the cracks are where the, the light shines through. So I, I don't think it's um, showing weakness or a lack of getting over something because you don't get over loss you just move forward from it you, you it's an experience it 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 makes you feel the depths of of who you are and and how connected you were to that soul that person that thing and so that loss and that feeling that you're getting is your love trying to reemerge uh and 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 find you know find your love again
And I think too, another thing you were talking about is, is honesty. And I think as a group, as a we, as a conscience, group conscience, right? The more that we can be honest and share our experiences. One of the things I think sometimes is, uh, you know, in the past, I've tried to muscle through stuff and someone will be like, how are you doing? I'm like, fine. I'm good. It's great. I'm okay. Everything's fine. <laughs> but one of the things that I'm learning as I get older, and I'm learning to be a little more vulnerable, is that us sharing our story, as we share our story, it helps someone else realize they're not alone in theirs. And, and, and they might find comfort. So now when I'm, when I'm vulnerable and I'm sharing my experience, I almost, I hope that, you know, maybe I could be helping someone else who's in pain with the same thing. Yeah, that's it is when we, when we, when we lose somebody, that's just it is we feel alone. We feel all alone. We feel alone in our feelings, alone in, in the self, uh, you know, and, and it's so awful to feel that way. And, you know, for me, when, I, um, I, I write in my journal all the time. And so as the unraveling of my husband's, you know, ultimate death uh, was happening, I mean, I have written through our entire marriage and um, looking back at some of what I wrote and, and, and what I saw was fear. Uh, and and I, I was afraid. I knew something was going to happen and I couldn't stop it, you know. Um, I have all these tools in my toolbox and you know, you're observing a behavior in the person you love and you're expressing it back to them. You're being honest, hey, I'm seeing this thing. And the person in front of you is saying, you're wrong and your intuition is wrong and everything you're doing is wrong. And it's like, and then you start questioning your own sanity, right? Like, no, I'm seeing this. So there's a, a part of that, you know, uh, vulnerability when you're when you're trying to get through to one person is one thing but for me after he died i took this i don't even know what got into me but i took this risk of putting on my personal facebook page excerpts from my journal in my own way of of managing grief was to try to express where i was as a woman uh you know as someone who was just fully in love with this person and trusted this person who was then being dishonest with me and it, it you're I mean, you're saying it like if we're going to get through this world with our hearts intact we could be honest with one another and and in me sharing that i had you know people who were going through the exact same thing uh say, you know, private message me and like literally saying, I'm sobbing as I'm writing this. I, I wish I had the courage that you had to, to be able to express these things. And, and that really helped me. It helped me get through these points. Also, you know, some of his friends who felt like they knew, you know, what was going on and they didn't would, would then say, you know, I can't believe you write these things, you know, like, are you just trying to, you know, get yourself famous with the melt method by doing this. And I was like, what is going on? You know, like, what does my career have anything to do with my heart? You know, and who are you to tell me that I can't express my feelings? Go back into the hole that you came from and start working on your spirit and your soul. You got a lot of work to do, right? So I, I got both sides of the sharing and the honesty there. And, and that's the thing with being honest is sometimes we're so afraid to be honest with our feelings um, because we think we're going to destroy the person in front of us with our voice, or we're going to be destroyed if we express what we are seeing or feeling that somebody is going to say, 
don't feel bad or don't be sad, right? And so what they're doing is they're taking your feelings away. They're saying, don't feel. And I and you can't not feel. Instead, it would be nice if you're really going through something or if I said, you know, hey, Diane, how are you doing? Oh, you know, and just hug you and say, just breathe that in. I Like, I feel that love coming out of you. You know, like, what, what does that love need to say? Like, what is that love looking for, right? Where, where does it need to land? And instead of saying, oh, don't feel so bad or don't cry, right? I know that that's, we think we're being loving when we do that, but really what it is, is it's taking. So we need to allow it come out. Yeah, we need to let, like, let it rip, let it cry. You know, like if I see that, that sadness and you like get that sadness out because really, again, that's love looking for a place to land. And so if you allow it to come out of your body, you'll act again in love. I love that. So some of the grieving has to come out. It's, it's actually love. Can yeah, I, and, uh, you know, another good let me thing, grab something. I, Keep talking. Yeah, yeah. Another good thing I've, I've said a lot is that the opposite of love isn't hate. The opposite of love is fear. 100%. Right? I love right? Because when we act in a state of love, we are kind, we are open, we are vulnerable, and therefore we connect. When we act in fear, we just mess shit up. We, we say things we don't really mean, and we're saying it because either we're feeling attacked or, or we're trying to protect something. But per, when we're protecting something with, with, with aggression, it, it oftentimes, again, is fear trying to express itself. And oftentimes fear comes out looking angry. But yeah. you're not angry at all. You're scared to pieces about what's happening. Um, but but I've learned that as a great lesson after Chris died is, you know, in those moments prior to him dying, I was just so scared with the knowing that I was going to lose everything that I loved and I couldn't I couldn't fix it. I couldn't get him back. It was just you know, like holding on to a, a rope until your fingers were bleeding. And it was just finally to just say, let go. And then he died. Uh, and it was like, I think, a, I believe that these things happen. I think my spirit had to experience this um, for my own spiritual and emotional growth. I think I'm a better woman for it. I think um, I covet my relationships with my friends and my family and, you know, deep, more deeply. Um, and I think that, you know, eventually I'll be ready to, you know, engage and, you know, have a deeper and loving relationship again, just not right yet. <laughs> it, I do. I mean, this kind of pain does, it changes who you are, changes your very makeup. And especially if you're willing to kind of sit with it and really experience it and take the lessons that it brings. And that I, I don't think that can be sorted out quickly. No, and, but, but you can't, you can't do it all inside your mind. No, you, know, you, you really need people who are there to, to listen and, and to just listen, to not give you advice on, you know, what I would do is just drink some alcohol and like, you know, go to a party or something. You know what I mean? Like, no, you know, just, uh, just listen and, you know, allow, allow the thoughts and the feelings to be there, but to also have forgiveness. And I don't mean like let bygones be bygones. Um, the, I remember a, a teacher, Colin Tipping, who talks about radical forgiveness. Anybody can look that up on YouTube, radical forgiveness, Colin Tipping. And this idea that, you know, things aren't being done to us, they're being done for us. People, you know, people don't die at the wrong time. 
Everybody dies at exactly their time. It might be inconvenient for everybody else and it might not make any sense to anyone in the living, right? You know, you lose a child, you lose, you know, somebody gets hit by a car. I don't know why these horrible things happen, but what I do know is that the people remaining on the planet are now doing something with that energy, with that information and emitting it to the rest of the world. And so if we can be loving in that loss and and express our love through that loss, I think what we do is we elevate the frequency of love for everyone. Right. I mean, I think it's important that we do that. And I, I don't I've never done this before, but I'm, can I read something during our talk? I, I love that. I think you'll really like it. So spirituality is an awakening or is it all the loose ends woven together into a, a mellow fabric? It's understanding or is it all the knowledge one need ever know? It's freedom if you consider fear slavery. It's confidence, or is it the belief that a higher power will see you through any storm or gale? It's adhering to the dictates of your conscience, or is it a deep, genuine, living concern for people and the planet? It's peace of mind in the face of adversity. It's the keen and sharpened desire for survival. It's a man or a woman. Sorry about the pronouns. It's gratitude for happenstance of the past that brought you to the moment of justice. It's the joy of being a young man in a young world. It's awareness, or is it realization of one's capabilities and limitations? It's concentration, or is it an ease, ease sensing, an easy sensing of the universe? It's seeing a mystical power for good, for good in each and every human being. It's patience in the face of stupidity. It's feeling you want to knock someone's head off and walking away instead. Mm. It's when you're down you're to your last dime and you know you still have something that money can't buy. It's wearing dungarees that feel like a tuxedo. It's wanting to go home yet being there. It's a rocket ride that goes far beyond the world your eyes can see. It's looking at super, something superficially is ugly but radiates beauty. It's a majestic skyline or a Western desert. It's a young child. It's seeing a caterpillar turn into a butterfly. It's the awareness that survival is a savage fight between you and yourself. Mm -hmm. It's a majestic pull towards those who are down and out. It's knowing that even the bad times are good. Don't look back. You haven't seen anything yet. When people look at you and wonder what it is with you, the look in your eyes will answer because I can cut it. And I love that today I, I'm wearing my. Yes. Just trust the universe, right? Just, just trust. I mean, like those are such beautiful words and, and it really is the, that, that one piece of the past, you know, we can, you know, the past is, I'm always talking about this, is that, you know, it's something to reflect upon. The, the things that happened to us in the past don't ruminate in the past don't don't because sometimes we go into the past and we just get stuck there and we just turn 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 but if you can realize that the majority of the time in the present moment the way that we're dealing with what's happening to us right now isn't even uh 
a thought process of today, where actually it's a memory that your brain is going to because you've experienced something before. And so you're just kind of, your brain's anticipating how you want it to react. And so you're just reacting the same way. And, and it's our duty in a present time, as we get older, right? We're not children anymore. And the, to, to really be present and again, trust that exactly where you are in this very present moment is exactly where you need to be. Like anybody who's listening right now, I will bet you, you needed to hear this today. Not yesterday, not tomorrow. Right now, there's something that's happened in this conversation that is clicking to somebody and it's going to perhaps create a change in an hour, in a day, in a week, something will come back. Um, it's just like when you talk to Till and Gil, right? You know, it was like weeks later, somebody was talking about something. I said, you know, Gil said this thing about a spirit, you know, like choosing to come back and like, why would we do that when we have all of this expression of freedom and no pain and no nothing but just love and abundance. And we would actually choose to come into a closed cell environment and, and deal with being a human again. Gosh, but the human experience is so beautiful, even with the loss, even with the pain, even with the grief, it is the most incredible opportunity for us to learn what the meaning of life is, which is to connect with others and to love as deeply as possible. Deeply, so deeply. Deep. As yeah, deep as you can. As deep as you can and get oh. into it. Yeah, and, and even and know and know ahead of time that it might hurt you sometimes. It might it might cause you incredible pain and it will, but the pain is worth the pleasure that love has because what it does is it gets us through as a complete whole so that in the moment when you depart this form, your spirit has obtained all that it came down to experience so that it could then take that beauty of that energy that you created when you were here and allow it to kind of sprinkle around this 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 spiritual aspect of what the universe is and that that's it is we're all just a part of the universe we're all we're all connected right in order for a seed to grow it has to crack through that shell well and again yeah to make a lotus flower you have to have the mud right you cannot grow a lotus flower without the mud that's what the buddha says right you you must have the mud and and the and and all of it the clouds the rain uh you know you need these things to grow a lotus flower so the beauty of the lotus flower we get so bedazzled by 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 what it's created you don't really think about those roots and what what is the frequency of everyone and we all are frequency and so we're looking to connect with frequencies that harmonize with us so you know again with that idea of radical forgiveness if you're in a bad relationship and you begin to change your behavior right because that's all you can do is change how you perceive your situation you can't change that other person so if you change and you still get the same response then get out of that relationship. But if you realize that how you are expressing yourself towards this person is causing them to react the way that they do, and if you can just realize, oh, well, what if I said it this way? Would this change my circumstance? And, and oftentimes it does. And, and life is just a series of circumstances and circumstances come and go. So like I said, love and connect as deeply as possible as you can. yeah because because things like this happen you know like where I, I didn't know diane i met diane and now we've had two 
chats, which I think are awesome chats and you're so amazing and you have this incredible vibrancy that you're always trying to admit to others and get, get out there. And even with the loss and the grief and everything else that happens in your life, like the one thing that we know is these sorrowful feelings will pass and love will return because we are loving light beings, every single one of us, and we're here to love one another. So I can't think of a really a better way to, to end on it. I would like to do a quick recap though. I would like to say one of the things that we've talked, we've talked about being honest, mm -hmm. right? We've talked a little bit too about surrounding ourselves with people who help us move forward, who like get that moving forward. And two, I love how you talked about that sometimes our mourning and our, our crying is actually just love that had to be released. It's not necessarily even, this, it's not a bad thing. It just has to, it has to get out. So to, to try to find people who understand that it, it just needs to come out. And uh, I think that, I mean, I think there are our real main points and two, trust in the process and don't close your freaking heart. No matter what happens. That's right. Don't, don't go at it alone. Hard in your heart. Mm -hmm. It's just like Shut going up. down a dark alley. It's better not to go down dark roads alone and let 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 grief sort of marinate like any fine fine wine or any any food that you would create, right? Let it nurture your soul and realize that again, grief is just the other side of love, allowing us to recognize how beautiful it is and how beautiful we are because of how deeply we love. Period. Love more, love hard. Thank you guys. Thank you, Sue. That was Thank all. Thank you. Love you.